0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to
1: your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdullah keep Shabazz, the program, a Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How's it going?
0: Ah, uh, not bad, not bad at all. Things are good. Can't uh, you
1: look very nice today. They got to go into the legislature today. Oh, I thought maybe you were lawyering. Or... <laughs> uh, no, teaching law today. Ah. Uh? But uh, no lawyering. Uh, Okay, so we have a lot of things to get to. And, well, let's start with your favorite topic, you. (laughs) So for those who have been hiding under a rock or may not be up to speed, um, you are pondering a run for the mayor of the city of Indianapolis this year. And if you did that, you would do that likely as a Republican. Yes. Okay. And as, all are Republican. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thanks for clarifying. Uh, not a hint of conservatism coming from you, my friend. Well, my my conservatism
0: is consistent. <laughs> I believe in free markets, free trade, and free people. Well, that's not a bad thing. Um, I, my conservatism falls along the lines of a Mitch Daniels, uh, Greg Ballard, uh, Mitch Daniels, Greg Ballard. Uh, the it, it's that Dick Lugar. It's it's that type. I I I would be considered a city republican. I'm more concerned about roads and bridges, and infrastructure, and crime than some of the other more some of those issues that people get worked up over.
1: Yeah, and I I hate to say this out loud, but I think it's probably true. You are probably the best chance our city has to regain where it was, you know, a decade ago. I th- I don't think. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're not gonna get any of that with the current guy, and you probably are the best chance to beat the current guy. So that being said, you have not decided you're running yet. No, you- we will make a decision next week. And you have, as part of that, you formed what do they call that? An explore- Exploratory
0: committee? Yes. That's where you can raise money, do some other things, uh, kind can of look around, uh, and see if see if it's actually you can you can test the waters without actually getting in the water. Ah, okay.
1: So uh, you as part of this have done polling. Yes, we have we have started we did polling.
0: Uh, we're still getting the results back. Uh but what I can tell you is that although Marion County is a democratic city, there's no there's no arguing about there no about that. All the all the all the fundamentals uh basically say that as well as most recent election results. However, they're there is a path to victory if you are willing to run an unconventional campaign, so to speak. Oh, I like unconventional. What does that mean, though? What does unconventional mean? That you can't just do the usual stuff. Like, hey, here we'll have a rally. Okay, yay. Yeah. You now we'll we'll spend money on television commercials. So you got to, you, you got to do it differently. We're still still figuring out the the dynamics of all that and what it, what, it, what it looks like. Uh, for example, uh, straight ticket voting. That yeah. is a that is the biggest challenge for. Uh, Republicans, Libertarians, and straight-ticket voting because Democrats have, have such a large straight-ticket voting advantage right. over Republicans. So you got to figure out a way to break that sort of straight-ticket advantage. You don't need all the straight-ticket voters. You just need enough of them yeah. to, to get through. So we're, so we're looking like, hey, how do we reach those straight-ticket voters? Look at look, an unconventional ways, things like that.
1: Um. So when you ponder running, how much does the polling play on making your choice? Like, let's say the polling it said – Joe Hogsett wins 75% of the vote, and people really like him. I mean, would that have weighed in on your well, yeah, decision,
0: big, really? Yeah, big time. That would have been like, okay, 75-25, people love him to death. Approval rating is like 80%. Now let, let somebody else take take the fall.
1: Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, because you're never the one to take the fall. That's what I like about you. You always let somebody else. Uh,
0: hey, hey, I'm hey, in, in the immortal words of clear and present danger, I'm not going to be the only one without a chair when the music stops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and not only do you always have a chair, you always have usually the best chair. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, so can you reveal some of the polling? I know you don't have all the info yet, but you did have some things that were interesting. Where would you like to begin?
0: Um. Basic uh right track, wrong track. Okay. Yeah. so once again it's sort of it's sort of the, the, the ten thousand foot view of the of the city of Indianapolis yeah. and what people think. On the right track, wrong track. Well, first of all, we surveyed more than five hundred people and so we had a margin of about four percent in some change.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a lot of people. That's pretty good for a city poll, yeah, right?
0: Yeah. Uh so uh right track, wrong track, twenty seven percent of citizens thought the, the city was on the right track. How many? Twenty seven. What, what is wrong with those people? 49% thought the city was on the wrong track.
1: Okay, yeah. that's So basically you've got uh, what two to one. I yeah. mean, not quite, but basically two to one, people say the city of Indianapolis is on the wrong track.
0: Exactly. Now, here's what's interesting, though. Um, when Joe's job approval rating was basically split in half, 47% thought he was doing okay, 44%
1: thought he wasn't doing all, doing all that well. I have a question for you because you've covered this stuff a lot longer than I have. How do you think the city is on the wrong track and then yet, say, the guy who's been there for, you know, two terms, well, you know, it's like 50-50. Like, shouldn't those line up with each other?
0: Not necessarily because those 27%, like I said, I'll know some more about this uh, a little bit later this weekend, could be sort of your diehard... Just diehard Democrats, you put a who put a D behind Hitler's name, and they'd say, "Hey, he's doing a great job." So
1: I'm the theory mm-hmm. is I'm so Democrat that I and look, we see this on the Republican side too, right? Like whatever it was, 54% of the state voted for Diego Morales. So clearly, I mean, this this sways uh, swings both ways in terms of people who will vote for anyone no matter how incompetent they are. You so so the theory is no matter what I think is going on, the D the letter matters more than anything else.
0: Yeah. Or I could say, hey, Joe's got some challenges, but he's doing a really good job at managing those challenges. So I'll say, he's, I'll say the city's on the right track or he's doing a great job.
1: Yeah, okay. All right, what else you got for us? Anything? Anything you um, want to reveal? I know there's some stuff you don't want to reveal, but.
0: Um, actually, here's the, here's the most interesting thing that, that we saw Joe's reelect, or people thought the mayor should get a third term, was only 33%. Wow, that's pretty low. Now, here's, here's what's interesting. When we polled back in September, because uh, we looked at the you know the secretary of state's race, yes. the U.S. Senate race, we also looked yes. at some some city stuff. We asked it was it was midterm voters, so midterm voters are a little bit different than than municipal voters because of the, the nature of what they're concerned about. But his number was exactly the same; it was thirty three percent. Now, I had some conversations with some Democrat friends of mine uh, the other day, and when there was some other polling done last year during the midterm elections, some people also asked about how the mayor was doing, what the mayor's reelection chances were. And in both polls, one was mostly center township, the other one was countywide, his approval numbers were the same thing, was at 35 to 40%. And so that's four, four polls, two done by the same pollster, another two done by different pollsters. That tells me that there is a path to victory if it's done the right way.
1: Okay, so I want to explore this for a few minutes, if that's all right. Sure. Because I am very interested in this, and I the, the idea that at the same time you could be running for mayor and Mitch Daniels and Jim Banks could be in a Republican primary – uh, I'm not sure I could handle all that show content.
0: Um, <laughs> hey, be careful what you wish
1: for. Well, I'm hoping that we get that because that'd be great for us. Um, and, I, uh, you know, I've taken the more you approach here as it relates to my job on the radio station. I'm mostly in it for me now. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> okay, so on the, go- on the good side of it, you would be an interesting candidate because you would garner a lot of media attention that Republicans don't normally get get right like you having a press conference no offense to Jim Merritt we love Jim Merritt but you having a press conference is probably way more interesting than when he was having a press conference because you are there's a possibility you're going to say anything
0: well I would say well the press conference with me ah here we go you get the Sharpness of Mitch Daniels, you get the charm of Barack Obama. Oh, here we you, go. But you also get the the bluntness of Donald Trump.
1: Here we go. <laughs> Boy, why don't you just like you're like Captain Planet? Everybody put their rings together, and they made you. Well, Captain Kirk is more like uh-huh. Captain Planet. But I mean, right? it is right. I mean, the, the, the let's face it, the media is always looking for a story, and many times in the media, the story is the person telling the story right yeah. I mean the event itself you know Jim Merritt would have these press conferences and I'm, I'm just using him because he was the most recent you know nominee for mayor on the Republican side you know the steak and shake shooting right I mean there was a, he goes out there as a press conference you know that's a good thing but unless you're going to make make it more I don't know if interesting is the right word but compelling there you go thank you then the story itself because the news media is already telling the story itself it's hard to get traction as a candidate
0: the question is what do you as a candidate bring what what the media doesn't like is boring yes you're correct
1: if i know i'm going to go to a press conference and you're always going to give me something that i'll be able to lead with right like abdul the story itself is 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 a news story but then the candidate makes it entertaining
0: as much as the media and Donald Trump complain about each other, they need each other more than yeah. anything else.
1: Yeah, you're right. Okay, so that's the good side of it, right? So can you use that ability to get those people who are the no-matter-what voters? Is it ever? Is it even possible to break? I mean, Ballard did it, right? Ballard did it twice. Well, he did it twice, but Ballard got the moderate and independent voters
0: and the undecided voters. That's what Greg Ballard got, and that's where uh, if you look at – uh, Joe's reelect his job approval ratings. You know, so even the even the generic ballot, there's a significant number. He's he's under fifty percent in in most cases, and because he's under fifty percent, that shows that Joe's vulnerable. If you have the resources and the strategy to win.
1: Okay, so that's the good side of it. The bad side of it is this guy has raised already. He's got a gajillion dollars cash on hand, whatever three million dollars, and he's going to raise a lot more money. How do you overcome that? I mean you you're not gonna be able to outraise him, so how do you outmaneuver uh that seemingly unlimited resources for a municipal election?
0: Well, one thing is uh the, the, the good news is I've been having some conversation with my sort of informal campaign team. Why was I not on that? Just to, to give you to give to give you plausible deniability. <laughs> that way you can say you don't know and you don't know. Thank you. I, I have the same thing with my wife. It's <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like my wife and I sometimes like the closing scene in The Godfather, yeah. with with uh, what's your face, Diane Keaton, and be yeah. like, Honey, tell me about your, business. Like, tell you, well, I ask you one question about my business, and they close the door. Yeah, and, like if it, if it, if you don't ask, sure, you don't have, don't you don't have to lie, right? So say so you don't know. Um, so yeah, so so there's that. What we, what we figured out is, if because of my name ID, having been here for twenty years, written lots of stuff, you know, offered ideas. It's not like I need $3 million or $5 million to compete. Right. It's more like a million bucks and some change. Sure. Over the course of the year or so, because as, as a good friend of mine I said, do you got about half a million dollars worth of name ID. Yeah. You just got to capitalize on
1: it. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Uh, Rob Kendall, Dula keeps the program is House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Um, anything else on the polling data you want to reveal now, or do we save that for another time, or do we ever get to see it? Uh, we'll save it for another time. Okay, very good. Thank you. Uh, and you have to decide by when? Uh, by noon next Friday. So you're going to, like, let us know ahead of time? Oh, yeah, or, you'll, you'll know ahead Okay, of time. very good. I just don't want to, like, have to open my newspaper and no. see there you are. And I say, well, I guess I'll never see him ever again.
0: No, no, you, you'll, you'll still see me every day. Oh, I'll very good. I'll still be here. Oh,
1: thank you. That's very good. All right, let's talk about some things going um, on.
0: One thing, I, One thing I will yes. say uh, that people should know is that if I do decide to run and become a candidate, the the weekend show was goes on goes on hiatus for a while because of the equal access
1: yeah rules. right
0: however we're just basically gonna move everything online
1: oh okay so you'll still do you'll still agitate the people you've been agitating before. yeah yeah still do my interviews to so just post them all online because the internet is a totally different creature than are you at all nervous about the shoe being on the other foot for once like you have covered the politicians you have chosen as we've said to agitate the people that you feel needed to be agitated you've done that very well you've obviously also reported you know in legitimate news guy capacity very well but let's face it and i'm the same way there's just certain people you don't like and when you don't really care for the people you know and then look we're you always i think your legitimate news guy coverage is markedly different than your your commentary cheat sheet, yeah. cheat sheet type comment and stuff and i'm a commentator i'm not a you know i'm not a journalist per se um but you cover people differently right based on how they vote things they do whatever are you at all nervous about well now it's time for everyone to have their day with me so go ahead what are you gonna do what are you gonna do Because I went the opposite way, right? Like, I took the slings and arrows first, yeah. so I don't feel bad when I, you know, talk about other people because I didn't whine when people talked about me, and we all know people said really horrific things about me, and I didn't, you know, it's part of the deal, right? It's public office. It's public service. It's politics. People, it's money. You know, people are upset if they don't get money that they've always gotten or whatever. So I went the opposite way. I'm just curious for you if you're like, man, this is going to be very weird
0: no, no, not necessarily, because uh, having been in the public light and dealt with the trolls on the internet, you, you deal with that stuff all the time, Yeah. so so that really doesn't doesn't bother me. I'm more concerned about, how about the impact it'll have on the lovely Mrs. Shabazz, because oh, she yeah. gets mad and ticked off real fast.
1: She should have run. She'd have been a much better candidate than you. Well, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> all right, let's talk about some things going on at the state house. There is another push, and this seems like this happens every single year, to tax tobacco. And you have this up at indiepolitics.org, your very fabulous website. And you interviewed someone. Who was it? Who'd you interview? Brian Hannon with the uh, American uh, Cancer Society. Yeah, okay. So, what do they want? It seems like every year we have this conversation.
0: They want a $2 uh, increase in the tax on cigarettes. Uh, the logic and rationale being that if you increase the tax on cigarettes, you'll decrease the people who buy them and the people who are smoking, which is true. Of course, my question has always been with with raising the cigarette tax, in this case, to pay for, pay for health care costs. As the cigarettes as you as you bring in less revenue because you raise the the tax on cigarettes though the million dollar question is at, at what point does the cigarette tax become sort of self-defeating in a sense
1: well sure right I mean the, the the dirty secret is government basically could not exist without tobacco tax on tobacco right I mean an overwhelming amount of revenue for all the stuff they do comes from tax on tobacco
0: well actually in a, in a lot of states now it's it's t- tobacco is not the biggest uh, taxing uh plant product yeah it's yeah
1: it's, it's marijuana actually- right sure and we're not in that game at all okay so you also who's, who's said we oh yeah oh yeah yeah we're not in that game right yeah now. yeah yeah, indiana <laughs> like in the state of indiana we are not in that game at all no, 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 no. yeah no I, one of us may very well have been in that game this morning certainly wasn't me um you know we really are the odd couple of radio i've, I've thought about that numerous times before um Okay, but then I saw you're on your on Indie Politics, a parallel tax on other tobacco products. Now I think this would get your attention because you like the cigars.
0: Yes, and, and I did ask him, like, "Hey, uh, I'm <laughs> I'm fine with the tobacco tax, but just leave my cigars alone."
1: <laughs> and they,
0: they just, just kind of laughed and laughed and chuckled. Well, so
1: that's the question, right? I mean, that's a very broad thing, right? Parallel yeah, it's, tax it's, on other tobacco products. Yeah, because it's not just cigarettes; it's also uh, it's snuff,
0: it's dip, it's chew, uh, it's also vape, it's, it's cigars, it's the whole nine yards. Now, uh, when the tobacco tax has come up before, I know it came up uh, back in 2016 as a way to maybe sort of pay for our roads and, and, and infrastructure, but that went by the wayside. The tobacco tax has passed in the House uh, has never gotten out of the Senate. So, uh, And this year? Uh, I think I don't think the dynamics haven't changed all that much yet.
1: It is interesting, right? It seems like the tobacco people, the anti-tobacco people, look. I don't, I don't smoke, but I also don't believe in punishing people who don't do the same things that I. Here, correct me if I'm wrong on this, and I think we may actually agree on this, which is very weird, but d- fine. If something's legal, it's legal, right? Yes. If you're going to say something is legal, whether it's alcohol, it's tobacco, <laughs> maybe hopefully someday it'll be marijuana, but if you're saying it's legal. Then why are you punishing people for doing legal behavior?
0: It is it's they're, they're, they're what's called it they're called quote unquote sin taxes
1: is, is what they've always been labeled
0: uh, because <laughs> because of the, because of the activity that you do uh-huh. you know whether you smoke or drink sure. or use you know edibles or whatever and the, and the logic and rationale is these are all choices these are choices that you make unlike like your property taxes that you got to pay regardless because yeah. you got to have a place to live these these are choices. And so we, Dairy we, Queen is
1: also a choice,
0: and so so we tax the activity uh, because you can either pay it because you can you, you engage in the activity or you or you don't. So and, then, and that's the other thing too that's been brought up is sort of like a tax on fast food, yeah, and uh, a tax on sugar, yeah. Because We're, I want to say Cook County tried to do this maybe like last year, or the year before last, they tried to install a sugar tax, yeah. to, to pay for the Cook County health care, and that just went by the went by the wayside because it was a bad it was a bad idea. So, but, but in a nutshell, that's what it is. its is—it's—it's taxing your habits that aren't that you don't necessarily need to live, which is why they tax alcohol, tobacco, marijuana—the whole nine yards. Yeah,
1: that's ridiculous. And again, this is this is why people love me, Abdul, because I don't benefit or uh, get harmed by this at all because I'm not a smoker. Will never be a smoker of any sort. But you got to try Davidoff cigar at least one time. Well, one time. You, look, you do your little thing and i'll just sit over here and drink my long island iced teas. all right um but uh, you, you i mean it's just if you don't stand up when people come for other people on ridiculous stuff they're gonna get you eventually i mean they're already getting us in some capacity but you got to stand up for stuff even if it doesn't directly affect you because eventually somebody's gonna come for something that, that impacts you that's why i always tell people and
0: that's why the one thing that you and i definitely agree on uh, about why shows like this are important because we talk about things that are taking place, maybe not in your community, but I can assure you, your your community leaders and organizers are taking a look at whatever those other guys are doing, see if they can do it and pull it off where they are.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, Rob Kendall, Abdulakim Shabazz, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. So we talked about this in depth last week. I want to get into it again a little bit. This whole brewing potential feud slash primary between Mitch Daniels and Jim Banks Daniels did something yesterday, today is Thursday for the podcast people, air Sunday on the radio station, but Mitch Daniels did something yesterday that I thought was such a boss move, and it was that he went to Washington, D.C., and basically started meeting with people about deciding, not could I win this primary, but do I even want to win this primary? <laughs> I know you love that, too. That was great, wasn't it? <laughs> Uh, yes, it was.
0: Uh, it's, it's interesting, the whole dynamics of, of the U.S. Senate race. I still don't think Mitch Daniels is going to do it. I, I, I still don't think he's, he's going to. And the, the name I've heard popped up to, to replace Mitch Daniels is Brad Chambers, the head of the IEDC, uh, right now here in Indiana. Uh, it, it does not surprise me that uh, he's taking a look at it, uh, because once again, uh, the folks have been beating up on him so much. Yeah. Like, like, you know what? I may, do, I may do this just for spite. It's like the Seinfeld episode. with, with We return the, we return <laughs> yes. the, the jacket yeah. for spite. Like, it's just how you can't do it. You yeah. can't do it that way. So, so we're keeping an eye uh, on that. But he actually be probably talking to some of his people this weekend.
1: So he went out to Washington, D.C. and met with a whole bunch of people. And I'm just going to read this quote from Politico. Uh, I just love this so much. Adam Wren and Burgess Everett had the uh, story over there in Politico. Quote, I'm not the least bit worried, honestly, about losing an election. I'm worried about winning it and regretting it for six years. I love that. And, I I I and, just, I think that's just the best thing ever. It almost makes me want to vote for him. And
0: that is classic Mitch Daniels if I've ever heard Mitch Daniels. I mean, he
1: basically told Jim Banks, your political career is going to be decided on whether I want a political career again. You, you It's like the, I am the captain of the ship now, and I love that. Yeah, it's 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 mutiny on the bounty is what it is. So you think this is all what like a dog and pony show that he's doing? I mean, I, I would I would say political theater. Cause so he's you still don't think ah he's really uh you know having an attempt to uh, uh, run. You still don't think he's serious about running?
0: Um, I think he's I think he's serious about taking a look at it, but I still don't think he's going to run at the end of the day.
1: All right, let's uh, talk a little bit about what's going on at the state house. Oh, by the, the way, uh, also uh, yes.
0: We wrote about this in the last cheat sheet, and it became official this week. Uh, Marlon Stutzman is looking at running again for Congress. No in the third, way. In the third district,
1: yes. That's definitely a thing.
0: He's, he's he def- doesn't even live there anymore, does he? No, he lives right outside the district, but they still have like farmland and
1: property in it. Didn't his wife just run for Congress in the other district? Yes, she did. How you go spin that one? Yes, she did. I love Marlon, but that's yes, yes, wild, right? Yes, yes, he did. What what's the what's the sell on that? Huh, just kidding.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm not really quite sure, but I but I did hear and someone sent me the story from Wayne TV, uh, this past week that Stutzman was looking at running again in the third congressional district.
1: Okay, so that brings me to a follow up question. Go back to what we talked about earlier with you potentially running for mayor. While you will continue to do some of the stuff you do now, there's no way running for mayor, especially if you are ultimately the Republican nominee, you're gonna have time to cover the way you covered before you're gonna be doing mayor things right like you're gonna be meeting with people you're gonna be asking for money well
0: the the good news is a lot of that stuff takes place in the evening like after four o'clock and when you cover government basically your day is over at like four or five
1: so you're telling me like we might see you at the state house by like you're like uh like bruce wayne you'll be uh meeting at wayne enterprises by day and then fighting crime by night we'll see you at the state house by day and then at night you'll be Trying to schmooze the people that can make you the mayor—is that what you're
0: telling me? With the two women in the hot tub
1: and Batman Returns, <laughs> the two models. Uh, okay, well, I, I just asked you I was going to ask if you were going to miss maybe kind of covering things the way you've covered them before. Are you going to miss being able to do that over no, the next the, year? No. The only
0: thing we're trying to figure out is how do we uh, manage City Hall? Because the, the State House stuff, nothing's going to change. That's going to stay basically the same as it is. And plus, remember too. The state House is pretty much done at the end of April. Yeah, because that's when the lawmakers have to sign a die and adjourn. So we got the rest of the summer and the fall to to campaign and do whatever we need to do to begin with.
1: Okay, so, interesting. All right, and and by the way, you don't have to tell me now, but you can say I'll answer that later. You're going to ask Joe Hogshead where he was during the riots, right? You're I'll, gonna you're all gonna. Right. I'll answer that question later. Okay, very good. Thank you. Okay, so speaking of the statehouse, what is going on at the statehouse? Like I feel like there is nothing, no hot button anything right now, and I'm no saying no it.
0: no, it's just all it's all the little small bills that. Uh, they get attention, like for example, that they, they passed a bill out of committee that if you're convicted of voter fraud, you can't vote for 10 years. Um,
1: really, that's what they're focused on?
0: Well, no, no, it's just one of the bills that came through, like the elections committee. Yeah, and then there was another bill that, uh, that, that did with the education stuff. The I would say that probably you'll start seeing the big stuff start to move maybe next week because we're still in the still in the committee phase because things have got to be done uh, by like by i say by like the middle of February. And also too, don't forget that there's still that thing. Yeah. That's out there. What's it going to be? We have no idea what it's going to be, but my my Spider-Sense tells me it's going to hit right around February 14th.
1: You know, the general acts of governance seem pretty boring, right? Like, we cover the big stuff. We cover the things that are interesting and entertaining. The majority of this stuff, like, if you're on these committees, and I, I mean, I guess I've been on the equivalent of committees, like, at a local government level, the Planning Commission, you know, or I was on the solid waste board or the Redevelopment Commission. A lot of this stuff, the majority of what these guys and girls do is highly boring and it may be less painful to stab yourself in the face with a fork than have to sit through some of these meetings.
0: Yes, but unfortunately, those meetings are what I call the broccoli and Brussels sprouts.
1: Yeah, there you go. of, of government.
0: Whereas the, if just, we'll take this at the state level, you know, the the abortion issue, the CRT, the same-sex marriage stuff, that's all fun to argue but at the end of the day, it really doesn't move the needle. But it's, it's the other stuff. It's, it's the budgets. It's little small bills like that. Uh those planning commissions and zoning commissions and you know, redevelopment commissions. That That is where the Brock and the Brussels sprouts.
1: I did want to hop back to a question about campaigning, since you're going to have to probably answer a bunch of these coming up, about something Jim Banks is doing that I think is super interesting. And you could tell me, great idea, bad idea. I think I know where you're going to come down with this. He is like on a daily basis sending out the list of people who have endorsed him, and they're primarily politicians like state level, like House or Senate people. And I maintain for a guy who's trying to be the anti-establishment candidate, and I get nobody's paying attention right now other than us and our listening audience. But for a guy who's trying to be the anti-establishment candidate, tweeting out how many elected people who are in the establishment who are endorsing you, that seems like an odd approach.
0: Um, not necessarily. I mean, it's it's a traditional approach. It is you when you when you're trying to raise money. You, one of the things you do is you get all the all the big names of all the big people who are you know supporting your yeah. you know, supporting your thing. My, my thing on endorsements is this: I would argue it's like the movie theater. You more you are more likely to listen to your next door neighbor yes than you are a movie critic yeah like hey I I saw a man named Otto like, yeah. hey, I liked it. it was really good okay great or it sucked okay you're more likely to take my opinion. Because we had similar similar tastes in sure. the film to a certain degree, as opposed to like, you no know, some film critic on the Today Show. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, so your point is, you're like nobody. Nobody's going to go. Well, I was really on the fence between Mitch and uh, Jim Banks, but Andy Zay is supporting because I think I saw that the other day. Andy Zay is supporting Jim Banks. So we're we're Team Andy. We're all in. And so and and, and once again, unless they're going
0: to give you money, <laughs> it's like what's what's the point? That's why I've never been a big. That's why I said if you if you're going to run a race, that's let's do this young condition way like for example let's let's have this list of endorsements like why
1: yeah what 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 what
0: needle does that
1: move let's yeah. have a rally why you yeah i've always been I'm, you and i have agreed on we've agreed on so much today that's really scary <laughs> uh but i've always kind of been team with you on that that i don't think these endorsements really mean much of anything when you're running these statewide races because who votes based on how they're well, I was on the fence, but this house rep, who I may or may not even know who he or she is, well, that was the deciding factor.
0: Now, I, I will say this: endorsements. I would say endorsements probably get a little bit more attention if a Republican endorses a Democrat, or or, Dem- or somebody does something they're not supposed to do.
1: Yeah, or something out of the out of the ordinary. You're gonna get a bunch of those, aren't you? You get a bunch of Democrats. You think can you do that? Yeah. I mean, are you? Well, I mean, let's face it: like well, you're, I, you're kind of done in the party, right? If you endorse somebody in the other party, that person doesn't win. I mean, that's like a death sentence, right? yeah yes and no because i'm gonna guess joe that has an enemies list oh yes <laughs> i'm gonna guess he's not very forgiving like well you know you just made the choice you thought was best for the city i understand
0: and see and that's why uh i tell people like hey if you want to public endorse me fine that's great if you want to do it quietly privately that's yeah. that's fine too
1: oh i'm gonna publicly endorse <laughs> the heck out of you because i want to see your establishment <laughs> friends
0: <laughs> well let's let's put it this way um uh, I had a conversation with a with a very, very conservative activist, who yeah. you and I both know uh-huh. very well, and also had a very good conversation with a liberal progressive activist, who you and I both know very
1: well. Oh! And they both said, Abdul, if you decide to do this, we will, we'll support you. How exciting. All right, he is the one and only Abdul Akim Thank you, my friend. Hey, thank you. Freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store freedomfoodsindiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love freedomfoodsindiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdul Kim Shabazz, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at Abdul at Abdul, and be sure to bookmark Abdul's very fabulous website, indiepolitics.org, indiepolitics.org. While you're there, get yourself a Cheat Sheet subscription. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays nine until noon, weekdays nine until noon, The Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Abdul Hakeem Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to State House Happenings.